Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All you got your brothers fans out there. Listen, Old Black Park has got a book. It's called Wrestle. I like that. It's got some dead gum good stories in there about some dead gum good wrestlers. Read stories of Dusty Rhodes, the Von Erich, Scott Casey, Sergeant Slaughter, Roddy Piper, Mr. Fuji, Ron Bass, Bruiser Brody, Mike Davis, the Grappler, and many others. And I guarantee you one thing. Then it'll be the best dead gun read you've had in a long, long time. Get your book today at Russellville.com or on Amazon. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives. You're listening to the Russellville podcast, and this is the living proof, Justin Tate. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is The Living Proof, Justin Taylor. How are you? I am well, sir. I am well. Thank you for having me tonight. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm. you know what? I'm glad you're on. I have uh, interviewed some people that you do know, and uh, I have, living in Texas myself, I heard of your name. Don't know much about you. Wanted to get to know a little bit more about you. You've been in the game for 15 years. And um, yeah, I just thank you. And thank you for giving me your time. Yes, sir. It should be fun. And the fact that people spoke about me in a, in hopefully a positive way. And the fact that you 
know a little bit about who I am prior to this, man, that's that's what it's all about, man. It's all about networking. It's all about getting to know new people and people who are instrumental on the scene, not just for Texas, but just wrestling, period, man. So I'm excited to get to know you today and get yeah. to a little bit of wrestling talk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm from North Texas. You're you're basically from West Texas, right? You grew up most of your life. And um and both those regions of the state have a strong tradition uh in North Texas. You got the Von Erics, you got world class championship wrestling. In your neck of the woods, you have the funks. Who else you got over there? I mean Golly, Wahoo McDaniel um, uh, is from this area. Uh, JBL was from Sweetwater, Texas. So yeah, we got some we we we've got some people that have come around this way. Uh, somebody who is really popular on the Indies, a current active wrestler, Kurt Stallion. He comes directly from. The uh the the old school wrestling tree in Odessa where I come from and some other people come from. So he's out on the NDC, just finished a tour in Japan. He was signed with WWE for a little bit. So if you don't know uh Kurt Stallion, uh definitely uh look him up. Uh, Stallion Rogers, Kurt Stallion, you may find him any of those different ways. He's gone by uh two names, currently Stallion Rogers, but yeah, he's another West Texas guy. So yeah, we've got some uh we've got some uh hands in the uh Texas wrestling scene, that's for sure. Yeah, that and that's good. That's good. When when you were uh, a child and when you were first enamored by pro wrestling, who was who was that that person that you remember? You know, like your you I you know, maybe not your very first memory of pro wrestling, but you know that that wrestler that made you think, I bet I can do that too. Wow, what a question. Well, it all started the day I came out of the womb. WWF Monday night. No, I'm kidding. Uh <laughs> oh. Sorry, man, just lighting up the boot a little bit. But no, I was I, mean, I you you had me. I was hooked. I was I was like, where's this going? I started crying, but then I saw the Ultimate Warrior, and then I just my mom said I stopped crying, and I just was paying attention to the TV screen. But no, I would say seriously, I mean I'm an '80s kid, you know, so my story is probably not going to differ from many people who was watching wrestling in the '80s. So of course the Macho Man Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, you know. A few of those, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Ric Flair, those were my guys. Those were the first people that I really gravitated to because, and at that time, growing up as a kid, they seemed like real-life comic book superheroes and villains. You know, they just seemed like these larger-than-life personalities. And the interesting thing is, is and, and this is the part of the story I do like to tell is, that was probably my first time being just enamored with what wrestling was. And at that time, you know, that was just purely from a fan standpoint. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know how to pursue it or do it. 
All I knew is that I liked it. And then that like just grew into a love the more and more I watched. And as wrestling started to make its transition and you get older and all of a sudden Vince is, Vince McMahon is telling everybody, well, you know, it's not maybe what people thought it was in the 80s and everything. It's a show, it's a performance, it's this and it's that. And I know that some people say that there's a point where you, a lot of people say I grew out of wrestling. That's something that I hear people say that don't watch it anymore. But I'm proud to say that I was one of those people that never grew out of it. Even when I became that fan that was aware of what it was, I still had a fandom for the art of it. I just appreciated different things, the physicality, the performance, um, how you can control and beat this maestro and direct a crowd with what you're doing physically and the way that you're performing. And it was when I fell in love with those aspects, not so much a wrestler or what a wrestler was doing, but just the art of wrestling, the production of wrestling. It's one of, to me, the most unique and beautiful forms of entertainment there is. And that was the moment, I think, it really became something more than me just being a fan. And I was like, man, what must it be like to be in there? I believe that's when the curiosity started when I hit my teens and, you know, uh, you know, teens, high school, that time period. You know, I'm sure being a, a lifelong fan, I'm sure you've heard the question, why do you, why do you like that? Right. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I've I've yes. heard it too, and sometimes I I I can't I can't answer that question. But then, but then I'll see somebody, or I'll see something in wrestling, and I'm like, that's it, that's that's why. I've been uh, coming across uh, some videos of uh, Santana Jackson, right? Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'm like, wow, that that's. Fun and entertaining, right? I mean, yes. But, but you got to mix, right? There's all kinds of, you know, well, you know, there's a lot of death matches out there now. You've got gimmick matches. You've got, you know, you've got traditional matches. You've got intergender matches. You've got tag team. We got, I mean, scrambles. I mean, we we could go all night, right? Exactly. And, and I love that you mentioned all of those different types of wrestling because, Maybe for somebody who's a non-fan or doesn't get this very much, it's like movies, right? You've got all these different genres of movies, and you've got all these different styles of movies. Maybe you're an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jason Statham kind of guy, and you like your action films, and you want to see stuff blow up, and you want to see uh, guys get beat up or, you know, um, dudes getting their ass kicked, whatever the, the case may be. That might be, that might float your boat. Some people are into romantic comedy. Some people are into dramas. Some people are into the old school period dramas where we're going back and talking about World War II and this, that, and the other. Like, when you look at movies, there are all these different genres and all these different subject matters and all these different forms that they use to entertain you. And man, in a lot of ways, I would say wrestling is the same way. The enjoyment you get from a death match 
may not be the same enjoyment I get from a last man standing, may not be the same enjoyment I get from a technical one hour Iron Man match or something like that. And that's what I love about wrestling. Once you really dive into it, you find out that there is probably something out there for every kind of fan, whatever a, a fan is interested in. There's wrestling where a person wrestles an invisible person. There's wrestling where it's cinematic and it's completely nothing but shot video and it's a cinematic style wrestling match. Rest, and I think that's the, the great thing about wrestling is its versatility to entertain in that way. And that's why it attracts so many different types of people. I have met, I'm not going to say the strangest people in wrestling, but I, but but when I say strange, I don't mean like, oh, he's weird. I mean, I've met so many people different from me. Yeah. So many diverse minds, so many diverse yeah. thinkers, and they all love wrestling. And that speaks to its versatility. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I and that's why I like doing this, right? Because I get to interact with wrestlers and hear the stories and, uh, you know, basically live vicariously through you guys, right? I'm not wrestling. I'm my next birthday, I'm gonna be 55. I'm not stepping in the ring. It's just not happening, right? My my wife won't let me. But but I but I enjoy this, right? I enjoy putting your stories out there, sharing your stories, and hopefully maybe someone coming along who is new in the business, they might hear something something that you struggled with, something that you had to deal with or overcome in your career and they'll think you know what i'm dealing with that right now that guy dealt with it when he was 10 years in wow he's giving me the answer now right that yeah that's that that's a great point it's just that relatability and 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 the crazy thing that you said was like that may be true that maybe getting in the ring and actually doing wrestling may not be something that you wind up doing but still the ability to contribute. You're an author that's written a book about somebody who was a significant part of wrestling um, in the whole Lance Von Erich story. There's, I, I mean, but the thing is, is that there are so many different ways to contribute to this, whether it's what you're doing here, interviewing me, telling, helping me tell my story and get my story out there to people, whether it's people who are behind the scenes of wrestling, whether it's people writing books, whether it's people just coming to the shows and saying, man, I'm going to come to these shows and I'm going to take photos with everybody and I'm going to let everybody know how wonderful my experience was. We all have a part to play in this crazy thing that we love called wrestling. And I think that that's just so cool that we all have a significance in that way. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, when you're... When you're at like the merch table and stuff after after the matches and stuff and the and the fans are coming up and the kids are coming up, what what do you think the most common question is that they hit you up with? Man, uh, well, man, normally the one that you typically get all the time is is that did that hurt or did that thing I say I saw you do was did, did are you okay? Did that um that that power bob re really hurt your back? Is it real or not? You know, 
especially when you're talking to first time fans, people who are there for the first time and then they and they just have never experienced wrestling before. You get a lot of questions like that. But genuinely, when the most the most thing that I get, the 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 reaction and the question that I get the most is just, hey, you were awesome. Can I buy something of yours? You know, you you'd be surprised. You may get a few of those Hey, what's happening behind the curtain? The people that want to know how the magician pulled the rabbit out of the hat. But for the most part, people come and they experience and they go, hey, man, I really liked you. I liked your energy. I liked your presence. I liked something that you brought to. I liked the flag that you came out with. That I have one of those little miniature flags. So it's, it's crazy that sometimes, yes, you get those questions. But a lot of times, man, people, it, what if you put something out there that's genuine and tangible and something they can feel, usually that's reciprocated with, hey, man, I just want a souvenir because I thought you were cool. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's even even some matches that I've gone to. I remember one time I was uh, just walking walking by the tables or something and and somebody gave me like a a small picture or something of a wrestler i think i still have it you know i thought that that was that was a nice gesture right but then i ended up getting to know this person you know years later and uh doing some stories on on him and his father and uh yeah that that just one simple uh gesture really i mean it started a friendship right so that's why i like independent wrestling for, for one, the intimacy, right? You can, you know, yes. walk up to the wrestler and, you know, hey, man, thanks a lot. That was, I had such a good time. You ain't going to do that at WWE. I mean, you can't get that close. They ain't going to let you. It, so, you know, and you you might, uh, the closest you might is see them walk into their car and you're still behind a fence, right? So mm-hmm. that that, you know... I love independent wrestling. I just, I love it. I, I, I just, uh, I love going to the shows. I'm, I'm down here in South Texas. We get a few shows when sometimes we'll get some, what I call like bigger names, you know, but then we have our local, local that maybe I might know. And I mean, you may be familiar with some of the names I'll throw out, but you know, people in North Texas might not have heard of some of these guys or people in the next state might not, but you know, there are guys, right. And, or, or gals. And, uh, but yeah, it's nice when they, they bring in somebody else. And, and I think that sweetens the pot a little bit, right. You know, it's like, you know, you, you, you may, uh, see like, all right, well, let's just use you for an example. You come down here on a show because I don't get to see you on a regular basis. I'm going, right? But there might be somebody else on that card that I wasn't expecting to see that I could become a fan of too, right? And that's the exactly. cool thing. That That's the cool thing about independent wrestling because you've, uh, that's where I think all the best kept secrets are, right? I, I, t- I totally get that. That was very well put. And it's true there really almost is nothing like going to an independent wrestling show. And it's just what you said. It's the ability to be able to interact 
with some of the wrestlers like you don't always get to at some of the bigger shows. And sometimes the action is right there in front of your face. Sometimes those wrestlers will personally go out there and react to what fans are doing or what fans are saying and have a dialogue with fans just right then and there. And like you said, before the shows, during merch and intermission time, and then after the show, sometimes you get to have very intricate conversations with fans and people who enjoyed the show and things like that. And you're right. there Those interactions you can't always have at the bigger shows unless you're paying top dollar for them. And it's always cool. I always think it's cool when people say, hey, man, I just saw you at a show in Lubbock, Texas, and then I'm watching AEW or something like that, or I'm watching WWE, and then I saw you run out and hold in Jay Uso as a security guard. And the people that have the most genuine reactions are those people that I met at independent shows because they feel like, oh man, I really know that guy. And now I'm seeing that guy on TV. Or like you said, maybe somebody who you just became a fan of. Then the next thing you know, you see him on TV and you're like, well, what do you know? I met that guy. I had a conversation with that guy. And now look what he's doing. He's on TV or, oh, look at him. He's going to Florida to do this big wrestling thing over here. Or he's at a convention. And I think that's the coolest thing about being an indie wrestling fan. Sometimes you get those opportunities to feel like you knew before everybody else did. And it kind of validates your fandom like, yeah, I knew that guy had something. And look at him now. And that's special, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 even kind of like when I'm doing this, I, I reach out to, to wrestlers and stuff. I have one book that has... Um, it's a it's a book of short stories, but I off the top of my head, there's like four people who are in that book that weren't signed to a big company when I interviewed them, but now they work for big companies, and you know it's like wow and to me, you know I I I could be a little braggadocious here, but my picker might be pretty good. See, there you go. Right, And you feel like, man, I knew. I just knew. I had a feeling about that guy or that gal. I knew before it happened for him. I just had that feeling about him because I'm such a fan. And look, look where they wind up. And it just sort of, sometimes it validates things for you. It's like, man, you know what? Maybe I do know what I'm talking about when I say I see a good talent, you know? Right. And you know what? I think everybody knows what what special is, right? Or, you know, one of a kind, right? I mean, you know, you're one of a kind, might not be my one of a kind, but you know what? What Where I'm trying to go with this is that good is good, right? If it, yes. cream is always going to rise to the top, right? Exactly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So let's talk about old school wrestling. I know that it's a promotion out in your neck of the woods and your friend Fred Urban right when did he pass yes, away yes sir so he passed away I want to say it's been about six years since he passed away so for I hope I'm 
I'm pretty sure it's six. Uh, it may have been more than that, but I'm really hope that that's right. Um, but when he did, just to sort of kind of tell the, not not to go into it too much, but Fred Urban was the original creator of OSW or old school wrestling, as you call it. And his goal at that time was just to bring a prominent independent wrestling promotion to the Odessa Midland area, that part of West Texas, because we really didn't have much wrestling over there. We really didn't have an independent wrestling that was active over there. So he just saw a need to bring that sort of entertainment that he loved to that area. And that's where the dream started. And I came in as a business partner and also a talent on the shows and was there to see him build this company. And it became super popular in the Midland and Odessa area, gave back to a lot of charitable organizations. And he really built a strong following for old school wrestling. And so big that you had superstars like Chavo Guerrero, Billy Gunn, Mickey James, uh, Eggs Pop, Kevin Nash, you know, several people have been guests at OSW, Jimmy Hart have been guests on at OSW shows or performed on OSW shows. And I was fortunate. I got to wrestle a lot of those guys. I got to tag with Jerry the King Lawler, which that was super cool. So we did a lot of cool things uh, before his passing. And then unfortunately he passed away. And then the promotion was kind of in limbo. A couple of members of the family his son, uh, Chris Wolf, brought it back for a little bit and then it came and went and it was kind of in limbo. And now his daughter has sort of taken up uh, the leadership role and has um, fully as full ownership of the promotion. And she just had her first show, the Old School Wrestling Revival, this past December. Super successful show. We sold out. We ran out of chairs. We had to take chairs from the locker room. We had to go next door and grab chairs. It was standing room only, and it really went really well. So I like to tell people, even though uh, the original creator is gone, may rest in peace, OSW is back, man, and the hope is that we could continue that dream and move forward. Yeah, that wouldn't be great if you can, you know, and I don't know, you know, if you've never had your hand in any kind of a promotion like that, I mean, dude, let, let's just say scary, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's a big undertaking, and my hats are off to the people that do it well. Uh, you know, you and I both know um, a lot of people get this idea and think, hey, I could I could do a show, you know? It's like there's a lot that goes into it. And it and it's it's a lot harder than, you know, you need more than a ring, you know? <laughs> yes. And man, being and seeing what Fred used to go through and just everything that you have to conceptualize, you have to be art of every decision creatively. You have to be you, you have to be able to form relationships with sponsors. You have to be able to have relationships with the community. There are so many levels to that when you are basically the director of this movie. 
You know what I mean? So your hand has to be in everything. You have to be aware of every decision. And man, he worked sun up to sun down on OSW. And he was always having to think ahead or what's going to be on the next show. How do I get, how do I get from point A to point B? How can we expand our reach? I mean, it's just, it was, he had a full-time job, but this was even more of a full-time job. So when people are like, oh, I bet I could run a promotion. I'm like, well, maybe you can, but you need to understand it's not as easy as it looks when you see that final product. That's the easy part. But everything to get to that final product, oh, man, it, it is a trial. Hey, not everybody can run it successfully, but everybody could probably run it into the ground. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, man, I am. I do not envy what the job that it takes to be a promoter. And there are guys who promote and they wrestle. There are people yeah. who like do all of it. And I'm just like, man, the hats that you have to wear to be able to do that. And going through that and just being a business partner, just being in on some of the inner workings of that made me really appreciate just being a wrestler, like just coming to a show and just having to worry about my match or my performance, or what I'm doing, is a big relief. And it's not to say that I don't like doing that part, but it's a lot of work. You gotta have the heart and the passion for that, just like I have to have a heart and a passion to take those bumps. It is a lot of the, you gotta be made of a lot of the same stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, it has been a pleasure. That went by super duper quick. That's 30 minutes. Are we already at 30 minutes? Wow. Crazy. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to have to do this again. And yes. uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, our conversation tonight. And thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. And yes, we'll definitely have to have uh, a Jasta Taylor part two and that I could dive more into uh, what I've been doing, but this is great. This was a great opener. It was so great to meet you, man. And had the conversation just flowed that we lost track of time. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's great. I think we got some chemistry when it comes to the conversation flow. It seems like we are like-minded people. So yeah, I can't wait to come back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it for sure. You're listening to the Russellville podcast where wrestling lives. Read stories of Dusty Rhodes, the Von Erich, Scott Casey, Sergeant Slaughter, Roddy Piper, Mr. Fuji, Ron Bass, Bruiser Brody, Mike Davis, the Grappler, and many others. And I guarantee you one thing. Then it'll be the best dad gun read you've had in a long, long time. Get your book today at Russellville.com or on Amazon. Russellville, it's where wrestling lives.